Saturday morning and it is well it's Saturday so it means there's only one thing today it's college football day again week 10 10 I think we're up to now of the college football season um it's just absolutely flown by but for us it's week three of the scores and the doors prediction league uh we've had two weeks now where we had uh, guest Jeremiah Sills from an NFL veteran offensive lineman who joined us in week one and then we had Clifford Taylor who well, a little spoiler here, Clifford Taylor, the Florida Gators, tight end, walk-on. He smashed it last week, uh, winning winning uh, sort of get player of the week. Um, and yeah, we're back again. Well, I say it's Saturday morning. It's not Saturday morning when I'm recording this, but it is when you I listen to it. Say, well, yeah, they... Don't tell my employer, because I'm meant to be working Saturday morning, so uh, All right, get te- me into trouble there. Technically, <laughs> it's 9.08 on a Friday, if you want to be put down. But yeah, good point. But yeah, so what have we got for you today? Well, it's as as usual from the Fourth Inches College podcast. We have myself, Nick. We have Tristan Watkin. Hey. Uh, we have Sukdeep Puni. Hey, folks. And our special guest this week uh, joining us. He is one of the hosts of the Wax Pack Lyrical podcast. You can find them on Spotify. Chatting it up about uh, NFL cards. A few of us are a big collectors of NFL sports cards. And yeah, if you want any information or hear about the latest products and stuff, make sure you check out the Wax Pack Lyrical Podcast. One of the best podcasts, if not the best podcast, about uh, uh, football cards in the UK. And yeah, special guest, host Ryan Slaughter. Welcome, Ryan. Thanks for joining us. Uh, thanks, boys. It's an absolute privilege. Sweet. Brilliant. Well, yeah, we've, uh, we're back with another weekend of college football. It's Friday, we've got some big yes. games to look at, and let's just jump straight into it. So I'm going to kick off with two teams that are unbeaten, one that is 7-0 and one that is 2-0 with the Mountain West mm-hmm. Conference just starting more recently. Zach Wilson uh, and BYU, the only team alongside Clemson who are 7-0, they go to Boise State, to Idaho. Um, gents, what do we think is going to happen here? Um, yeah, I'll go first. first. Yeah, you go for it. Yeah, I'll go first. So, yeah, I believe in Zach Wilson now. To be honest, I, I think uh, I think he's going to do the job. Um, just more the fact they've they've played more games as well. I think that does give them an advantage. So, I'm going for a high scoring game. So, I think that there will be quite a number of points on the board in this particular game. I'm going for BYU 44, Boise State 30. 44-30. Yeah. Let's have it. I, I, I don't... I mean, I'm actually, I'm going to go last, but I don't think it'll be that um, high of a scoring game. I am going to go a lot lower. I think BYU are going to win it. And I'm going to go 24-17 to 17 BYU. Wow. I think it's going okay. to be a lot uh, lower scoring game. Um, I mean, the I know um, they've been putting up big numbers apart from the UTSA game. But I think mm-hmm. obviously this is their best opponent that they've faced um, this season. Um, and BYU, uh, Boise State, of course, are a ranked team. Who would have thought this was going to be a ranked game earlier this season? And both teams have yeah. put up a lot of points. So it'd probably be odd to think that it'll be a a lower scoring game, but I just do. I think these two will ground each other yeah. out a little bit, and that's why yeah. I'm going to keep it lower with 24 yeah. 17. I'm going to send it over to Tristan now. What do you think? Yeah, I've been quite similar to you this week. Like, I think I think BYU's defense the last couple of weeks has played a little better than it did at the start of the season. They've not been giving up a lot of points, and 
Boise haven't really played anyone. You can't really go Utah State and Air Force as a good indicator of how good anybody is. Mm. Um, so a bit like you, I've gone for a long, low scoring affair. I've gone BYU twenty seven, Boise fourteen. Okay. Right. I just think. Be, I, no, I was just gonna say because I think with Air Force, I mean they had the game with Air Force, and I think if if Air Force can get thirty on them, why can't BYU get any more? You know what I mean? That, that's my that was my logic anyway, just as a. Yeah, it makes sense, but I think it's because yeah. it's it's one of those games that when when I think if you give up a touchdown early, if you're BYU, sorry, if you're Boise mm. State, it ends up being one of those end-to-end games when no one plays defense. I think because yeah. these there's less anticipation on the game, it was always one that BYU were heavily favourite. Mm. And I don't know. I mean, did did uh, Navy get any affairs in? How much of Navy's were in um, garbage time? I'm not sure. Also, not not Navy Air Force. Sorry. Air Force, so. yeah, Air Force scored 13 of their points in the fourth quarter. Okay. Mm. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, how many did, how many did, um, uh, Boise, 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 I really like Zach Wilson. Um, I think he's one to watch. Um, I, I, I love Algier. I think he's a cracking uh, running back. Um, they're pretty potent in on the office side of the ball. Um, Boise State, yeah, pressure pressure defense. They got to get to this guy, um, and that's what their game is. Riley, you know, Riley Wimpley, uh, linebacker, one to watch in terms of draft um, for the next couple of years. See, um, yeah, I think BYU got this thirty-one twenty-one. Okay, nice. Nice, got, like that. Yeah, so we've got three different scores between, so someone's going to be shooting for that extra three points or the spot-on result. Yeah. At least we've got the same team winning, though, if that's the main we thing. We do, we do. I don't, I'm not going to look too stupid. Uh, well, I'm going to throw in, I definitely got some uh, some shock results that I want to throw in uh, this yeah. week. And uh, one of them is going to come up right now. Big Ten mm. football, Michigan at Indiana. Oh, that um, makes me nervous. Everyone would tell you that, given the we'll start of the season that Michigan have, that the Hoosiers would be a, a pretty good bet. Obviously, they've had two fantastic wins. They knocked off Penn State um, week one. But I think it's going to be one of those weird seasons for Michigan. Obviously, they were coming off a major high at, uh, at Minnesota, um, winning winning over there. And then, obviously, to me, I think you can, you can. I don't want to say discard the Michigan State result, but as in, you put it to one side because it's a rivalry mm. game, and those games can tend to be uh, one-offs. And I still, I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised at what I've seen in Joe Milton. And off the back of that, I am going to give probably one of my first surprising wins of the week to Michigan. And I'm going to say 38 to 31, Michigan. Wow. Okay. I'm going to hear Ryan first. I'm going to hear Ryan yeah. first. What does Ryan say? <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, what's it? 24 games now in Indiana. Is it time for them to snap this uh, losing streak? Um, I think it is. I, I, I really do. I think it's going to be a really close game. Um, I think in Milton, I, I just, yeah, it's not... He's still learning the game for Michigan and, and they've got to play a different way. They've got to try and get the run going. Um, the best name in college football, Zach Carbonnet. Um, can yeah. we bring it through? We'll <laughs> see. Um, but I think the offense is struggling. I, I do think, I think this is the year. Indiana snap it, uh, snap the losing streak, 27-24 Indiana. Wow. 27-24 Indiana. Gotcha. Uh, Who wants to go next? I'll go next. I don't want to go next. Uh, yeah, I I changed this score pre-show like four times. I've been scribbling down. I really didn't know where to go with it. But the thing that did it for the thing that you know sealed. I'm gonna pick Michigan to win, um, and it's purely because of the amount of rushing yards that 
on average, Indiana are allowing a game, and Michigan are doing a decent job of running the ball. They're averaging 204 yards a game. I think it was something ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and at the moment, Indiana are allowing about 200 yards a game. So I don't think Milton will need to do too much to win this game. I think Michigan are going to run the ball down their throat a little bit and yeah. get it that way. But I don't think Michigan can stop much of Indiana. I think Indiana will put points up. It will be close. Um, again, I think I think Michigan need to bounce back. I, I, I think Jim Harbaugh's coaching for his life a little bit because if he loses to Michigan State and then loses to Indiana, I think he'll probably be looking for a new job come the off-season. So I don't think he'll want to to lose this one. So I think they'll, I think they'll take it. I've gone 36-27. 36-27. I don't want to swear. I'm not trying to swear anyone. I'm just kind of commenting that, um, believe it or not, Michigan are three and a half point favourites. Mm-hmm. And three and a half points is nothing really. So it's it's a coin flip between who the the, the pundits think are going to win this one. So mm-hmm. there's no, in, I mean, there's never a right to say it's, you know, there's, there's no right or wrong option. But in this one, it's, there's no mocking. There's no mocking going either way. If you went for Michigan or Indiana, it's not really maybe my presumption of I'm going to shock you all with this. Um, isn't as much of a shock, really. Um, no. But which you've got two people edging towards Michigan. You've got Ryan uh, giving Indiana a tip to go three and zero. What? What? Where? Where do you stand? Unfortunately, I agree with you, boys. Um, I've got Michigan winning this. Um, I've got thirty-one mm. twenty-seven. So I agree with Tristan in terms of Indiana only getting twenty-seven points. Um, I, I still look to Michigan, like like you said the Michigan State game being a one-off game, uh, that, that really flawed me, that that result. Um, it shouldn't have, because it was a rivalry game. But And I know we talk about Minnesota not being sort of the same team that they were last year, but I really, really enjoyed how uh, Michigan ran the ball um, in that particular game. They didn't, they didn't really run the ball too much in this, um, in, in the rivalry game. Um, I think, I mean, Milton, I think, was their biggest rusher um, in the game. So that tells you pretty much everything. But mm. I, I think this is a game that, you know, Michigan gets things back on track and, and I'm going for them to, to win the game. But like you said, I won't be surprised if the result went the other way. It, it's a it's a no. very close coin flip. It's just whichever, whoever turns up on the day, really, um, it, it can all change, you know. So, But it's it's definitely an exciting game. Definitely, you could you could easily make an argument for either. Yeah. So, um, right, let's uh, flip to the Pac-12 for the first time this season. Uh, finally, all five conferences will be underway, <laughs> and some uh, some cor- some corkers to kick off the season. There really is uh-huh. no more than uh, a battle of two of the sort of young, high, young, highly talented quarterbacks in. Uh, in the game between Arizona State at USC. Um, obviously, USC, Keaton Slovis is the man under centre. Um, yeah. For Arizona State, meanwhile, Daniels. Yeah, Jaden Daniels. Daniels. Yeah. Uh, another talented young quarterback. Um, I'm going to go to Tristan first. Where do you see this game going uh, in the Coliseum? Well, like I said on the main Polish club this week, I actually think if the Pac-12 are going to have a playoff team this year, I think USC is their best hope. Um, just I think USC are a little bit more there like, as a team. They've had a few years with some of these players together. You know, so it's in his second year as the starter. Um, and they're going up against an Arizona State team that I think are like a year or so away from being good. You know, Herm's doing a good job of getting some recruits in there, getting some high-level um, players in there. You know, they've got freshman wide receiver Chad Johnson Jr., um, son mm-hmm, yeah. of NFL vet, um, former NFL Bengal, um, Chad Johnson. Um, and they've got a few good young recruits coming in. I don't follow the Pac-12 anywhere near as much as should. Those West Coast times absolutely kill me a lot, trying to stay mm-hmm. up until 5 in the morning on a Friday to watch Pac-12. But I think USC edged this. I think it's a, a lower scoring affair. I think it's one of those early season two teams sort of feeling each other out for a lot of it. I've got USC taking this 28-17. Wow, that's 17. exactly what I've got. <laughs> <laughs> so either you're both going to get some points or neither of you are going to get some extra points this week. 
2718. Well, I'll, I'll throw in mine. I've I've um I've gone 34 to 20. Um, I know Arizona State. They finished last season on a bit of a roll, didn't they? Wins over Oregon and Arizona, and then their bowl game mm-hmm. against FSU. But yeah, I think for exactly the same reasons as you guys, USC look like the best team um, on the face of it in in the Pac-12. Um, Oregon are the only team that it depends really how Tyler Show um, adapts to life and how sorry, Oregon adapts to life without Justin Herbert. But yeah, um, but yeah USC. Uh, it's just a, it, you know what it's it's it really is a bit of a production line at USC. It's such a popular college that talent who could go to a guaranteed top five, top four playoff team like you know um, Bama and LSU and Georgia and Ohio State they choose USC because of the, the you know the culture of the Trojans and playing and living in Los Angeles and stuff like that. It's got such a huge brand does uh, fight on and. Uh, yeah, they've they've got a, a another good returning squad. I know they lost some key players like Pittman, um, and uh, some bits on their offensive line as well. But they'll just be reloading. And yeah, that's why I've gone thirty four twenty. Ryan, yeah, I mean, Jaden Daniels definitely a quarterback to watch. It's disappointing, obviously, they lost Benjamin and Ayuk and this season. Is they're rebuilding that mm. offensive line? Only West returning, but. Uh, USC, I mean, Jesus Christ, we'll talk about abundance of uh, talent um, offensively, St. Brown, Bournes, London, Ford, McCoy, Jesus, gone forever. But um, I think, yeah, they're, they're, they're going to come out on top on this one. I think they'll win by 10 points. Uh, USC 31, uh, Arizona State 21. Very nice, very nice. So a clean sweep for USC. Uh, and the bookies would definitely agree on that one. I think it's a ten-point uh, line, so isn't it? Ten and a half so far. Something, something, something like that. Yeah. So we're all okay. we're all in around that. Um, we're all in around that, aren't we? So, yeah. Right. Back over. So I say back over. First time we've done a different conference each time round. I love that. Um, SEC. Florida Gators. The go to. Georgia off the back of their unimpressive win at Kentucky mm. last week. Um, do the Bulldogs win this one? Uh, just uh, Super, you go first. You do you reckon that the Bulldogs take this one? No, they don't. No. Um, I I believe in their defense, but Bennett for me, I think he, I think he's going to cost them. I really do. Um, I've got. Florida winning this 27-24. I know Florida had that game. um, Was it A&M who they lost to? Texas A&M? Yeah. Yeah, a couple of weeks back. I don't know. I just just get the feeling Florida's going to do it on this occasion. This is the one that I'm sort of going for as my... If if you look at the two quarterbacks... You know, you'd think that if you just based the whole game off two quarterbacks, Stetson Bennett and Kyle Trask, you wouldn't give Georgia, you wouldn't get Georgia a hope and health chance, would you? No, you wouldn't. But no, not at all. At the same time, their run game has been a godsend um, for Georgia. Uh, that guy who's it White, he's called. He's only a White. That's it. The sophomore. Mm. You know, he's got four hundred and two yards, six touchdowns in in five games. You know, that's average and. Comfortably uh, over a hundred, around hundred and twenty yards a game. Um, mm. Sorry, no, it's not. It's averaging just under a hundred yards. My bad. But um, but yeah, the the run game has been a godsend. I think the defense for Georgia is is their focal point. Is their strong point. Um, them giving up twenty seven points for me is is a push. I think that. It will be a very uncharacteristic SEC game because I know that, you know, it's it's another conference that always has had quite high scoring in it. But I'm gonna give the edge to Georgia, um, oh. and I'm gonna go. Do you know what? I'm gonna go twenty four twenty one Georgia. 
You know, Georgia haven't haven't given up more than um, well, obviously apart from their loss to Alabama in the games in the games they've Alabama, won against Tennessee yeah. and Auburn. I mean, if you said that against Auburn and I mean, not Kentucky aren't an, an amazing side, but they've had some decent wins. Obviously, had that big win against Tennessee, against Auburn and Kentucky. Oh, that's a Ryan. Oh, that's uh, Ryan's team. <laughs> but against Auburn and Kentucky combined, they only gave up nine nine points, which is amazing for eight quarters of college football these days. So yeah, I'm gonna give it twenty four twenty one to Georgia. Uh, Ryan, where do you see this game going? It's a difficult one. Um, first of all, I'm not gonna mention one of the teams. That it's just that team from the swamp. Um, <laughs> Uh, as a 17-year Tennessee Volunteer <laughs> fan. Um, look, there's big questions over this Georgia offence. I'm not that impressed with Stetson Bennett. Obviously, Samir White, we've just discussed. He's done really well. Um, Georgia got some defensive injuries. So, um, Davis is out. Rochester, I believe, is out too. Um, as much as I hate hyping up uh, that team from the Swamp and their players, um, you look, Carl Trask is probably on track to be the best quarterback that they've had. Um, since Tim Tebow, and look, you know, I'm sure you boys are going to be talking about Carl Pitts um, all season. So, yeah. look, I, I think yeah. that team from the Swamp are going to win it. I can't believe I'm saying that, um, but I think they will win it by three, thirty-one, twenty-eight. Yeah, you say you say Carl Pitts. Nice. We spoke to a guy who shares a locker room and a and a positional coach with Carl Pitts last week. Yeah. In Clifford Taylor knows Carl Pitts obviously very well because he sees him every single day. And uh, yeah, he was. Uh, he says himself, he's in awe of the guy. Uh, Clifford's also a massive Carolina Panthers fan, and uh, he said he'd be more than happy with the Panthers. Obviously, losing Greg Olson, taking Pitts in the first round, <laughs> he said he'd he said he would be thrilled with that. So uh, yeah, that's a that's a great. I think that's the biggest endorsement you can get is if you say, look, your NFL team, would you take them as your first round pick? And he clearly would. So yeah. No, Pitts has, Pitts has been dominant. The Kyles have been dominant. But um, for me, I don't think Stetson Bennett, again, has to be great. He just has to be good enough to win this game. But again, it's a coin flip. Um, but which side of the coin are you landing on, Tristan? Um, I'm picking the Gators. Um, I, again, Stetson Bennett for me, a bit too turnover prone. I think Florida will get a few of those. Um come Saturday I just think Florida are a bit they're not a normal SEC team they're a bit more athletic I find and a bit more it's like they're trying to mimic sort of Alabama, Alabama play offense on all sides of the balls they're trying to find these athletes who can just just using physical you know natural ability win them games um I've got this going 32-24 in favor of the Gators I think turnovers will be a factor in it and it's the fact of, as much as you, I think you alluded to Nick, how good Georgia's rush defense is. Um, I don't think Florida will be too worried about that with an average, you know, passing yards per game of 342. And I've not seen anything from Georgia's secondary that says they're, you know, they're top five, they're solid. I think Cole Pitts will be able to. He's, he can beat most players in college football. Mm. I think he'll he'll just be an outlet for Trask all day long. Um, it, and I'd like get to it see done. who Tyson I, Campbell goes on because Tyson Campbell's a potential first round DB next season. Um, and so, if, if I'd like to see who he might be. Uh... I don't see Georgia putting him on Pitts though. I just don't. I just don't. I just think it's yeah. Uh, it's, I just don't have enough faith in Georgia. Anyway. I. You know, Pitts is six six two forty six. Campbell's what six, just over six at one eighty five. I mean, that is yeah, a, that's a mismatch. Mm, wow. <laughs> <laughs> so it's yeah, like you say, it, Pitts is a bit of a specimen, and there's no other way you can go about it. Um, yeah, six six two forty six. It's yeah, it's a ridiculous size. Um, yeah, I just again, I. I'm only going to give Georgia the 24 points because I don't think Florida's defense is brilliant. But offensively, you can see where Georgia are struggling. They only, they, yeah, they only, they only gave up three points to Kentucky. They only scored 14 points mm-hmm. against Kentucky, and Kentucky aren't good. Kentucky yeah. just aren't a good team. So I think 
yeah, I think offensive frailties will be what cost Georgia the game and Florida's just ability to out-athlete um, Georgia will put them over the top. Well, I don't think Texas A&M are any better team than uh, Georgia are. And, uh, you know, I think uh, I think Georgia will be looking at the fact that Kyle Pitts is not a majorly impressive 47 yards against... And I don't think Texas A&M have six foot six cornerbacks. So I don't... I think Kyle Pitts is a special talent, but I, he's human, like a lot most players in college are. So if they can keep Pitts quiet, which Texas A&M managed to do just a couple of weeks ago, then yeah, I think I think that's Georgia's best way for for. But it's easier said than done. Uh, most teams haven't been able to do it. Only Texas A&M have. Um, so yeah, again, uh, it's another one where I think yes, let's have a look. ESPN have got Georgia as three point favorites. I think it's just as much of a coin flip as the game is. Um, between Michigan and Indiana, personally. But, yeah. anyway, we move on to our... Well, technically, it's half half ACC, uh, half ACC and half uh, independent, technically. Clemson at Notre Dame. Clemson's first real test. Uh, no offence, Boston College. And again, with... Uh, doing a bit of injustice it, to them well, after it, last week. So we were talking to Trevor Lawrence, Clemson, Boston College... May as well not turn up, but of course yeah. we're talking about a team that, from the outset, against a Clemsonless, a Lawrenceless Clemson, uh, Notre Dame, number four in the nation. Um, is there any way that Notre Dame beat Clemson in this game? And I'm going to go to Tristan first, being our resident Clemson fan. You're, I mean, you'd go against Clemson if they were playing anybody in college football, I'm sure. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah. I'm uberly confident about this game. I After the last Saturday, I sort of initially was like, oh, I don't know about it. And then I thought about it, and I thought about some of the circumstances behind it. And Clemson's defence, like I said in the main podcast, didn't turn up last week for the first half of the game. And they showed improvement. They're still going to be a bit injured. Solansky, the linebacker, is still going to be out. We're still probably going to be missing Mike Jones and Tyler Davis, um, another linebacker on defensive lineman. So there's going to be a little bit of bang. They're going to be a little banged up on defense. But and again, I said this on the main pod, and I'm referring back to it. My favorite time to watch Clemson is when someone's tried to rabble down, rab, can't get my words out, rattle Davo Sweeney when he feels the pressure's on, when he feels he's an underdog, when people are bad mouth in Clemson, he just manages to find like that extra motivational gear from the team. And I think Brent Venables is one of the best defensive coordinators in college football, and he won't have liked what he saw last week. And I think he's an, a very animated man and isn't scared to cuss some people out and shout at them. I don't think they'll have a lot of fun in practice this week, that Clemson defense, and I think they'll turn up. Um, I never had any concern about our offense at all. Um DJ Ulalege is is a physical specimen at quarterback. He's he, he's statured like a fullback, but can run like a running back. Has a cannon for an arm. Etn is still, in my opinion, the best running back this season. Amari Rogers is you know solid wide receiver. Um, we've got some freshman speedsters, Joe Gatter, Frank Ladson, who are going to you know stretch the defense a little bit. We've got. A second running back in Lindsay Dixon that is going to be too much for um, Notre Dame to contend with. And I just don't think Ian Book's going to be good enough to put enough points yeah. up on Clemson. And I think they'll just fire back every time. I've got it 27 10 to the Tigers. Wow. 27 10. You know what? If Notre Dame, sorry, if Notre Dame, if Nebraska ever get this good, is this what I'm going to sound like? <laughs> is, is this what I'm going to sound if Nebraska <laughs> ever get back to the glory days of the late 90s, mid to late 90s, is this what I'm going to sound like? Because I feel like Clemson which could just walk into the Super Bowl right now and be any team with that kind of glowing... I mean, do you know what? I'm going to throw this out there. Um, Clemson, Clemson, even with Trevor Lawrence, aren't the best team in college football. And... I'm going to put this out there as a really early bet. If they get to the college football championship, they would lose to Ohio State. 
Everyone said that mm. last year. Mm. Everyone said that last year. What happened? Everyone says Bama were the best team to that Bama team we beat in the last mm-hmm. national championship. Best college football yeah. team of all time. Didn't stand a chance of the freshman at quarterback, and we spanked them yeah. out of that game. Nick Saban was crying at halftime. Don't ever write off the Tigers. You, you say that, fair enough. And they've not been as good this year so far. Comes that they've looked a little done. Again, I think that was rattled. I reckon it will just be a different team for the next few weeks. Tristan, I hope Stuart's listening to this because we we already have like one. We already have Stuart who gets on my nerves about the Steelers. Please don't do this with Clemson now. I'm staring. I'm, I'm staring. I can't help it. Can't help it. <laughs> to be fair, you're not as bad as Stuart. You're not as bad at all. But please don't get anywhere near that level. So did you say 24-10 Clemson? 27-10. He didn't. He said 24, but you thought, you know what? Just because I said that, I'm going to attack on the three. Attack on the PJ Potter field goal, Walmart. That confident. Screw Ohio State. Um, Ryan um, yeah sorry about that it's Um, fine who have you got it's fine Um, I got escorted out of Death Valley by a security guard once but that's a that's a long story oh we need Um, we need another podcast to listen to that one we need need to get that story (laughs) one so so to get my own back um, no this Notre Dame defence is serious man it's serious it is stout Mm. on the rush it's secondary. It's stacked with playmakers. I, you know, Carl Hamilton can't wait to see uh, watch, play, watch yeah, him in this game. I think he's. Um, I think he's going to do the biz. I don't think they need Book to score points because I think the defense is going to score points for them. Uh, Notre Dame twenty-seven, Clemson twenty-one. Notre, well, Notre wow. Dame. Well, sorry, twenty-seven. And what's a Clemson? Twenty-one. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Um, Snook? I've got Clemson 31, Notre Dame 24. Spore the party, why? Ian Book. Ian Book, man, he's he's so frustrating. One week, you know, he's sort of rushing for how many yards and getting touchdowns and throwing the ball deep for a change and then next week he gets back to normal and becomes his usual self and yeah I, I get I get what Ryan's saying about their defence I mean yeah Hamilton definitely a player I like and there's also um, what's the other guy's name Owusu Koromoa mm-hmm. yeah love that guy as well um, so I do rate their defence but I, I just think Clemson man you know it's DJ time and what was and yeah you're giving me a score um Ryan, I love that prediction, and I do think Ohio State will beat Clemson head on head, head head to head. But this isn't this is this is a, this isn't just a game. This is business. This prediction league, and as much as I love to stick the knife in further into the Clemson Tigers, um, I can't. And I think Clemson are going to win this game. I think. I just think that. I think it, I hate to agree with Tristan on this. But I think after the scare last week that Clemson will be more prepared this week. Mm. Um, I don't think they start a game in the same way twice against two inferior opponents. Um, if it, if they do, then, then, then I doubt their credentials even more against a team like Ohio State or a team like um, Alabama. But I don't think that will happen. I think that they'll um, a fast start is what they'll want. Um, they've got obviously you've got players like as you mentioned Etienne, that receiver is it is it is he tight end? Is he receiver uh, Rogers, Amari Rogers? Mm-hmm. I know he's a big guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, receiver. receiver. And again, the defense. You know, it's the, again they're one of those teams. I'm going to keep saying that, saying they don't they don't um, restart, they reload and. Again, they've got that fact that Brian Breeze making a huge play last week at ending the game at Boston College. They've got ballers on each side of the ball. And if they're going to lose a game, I don't think it's going to be now. And I've got them to win. I haven't actually thought of a score yet, but I'm going to go uh, 28 to... 
seventeen. Twenty-eight seventeen, Clemson. You happy now, Tristan? Copy in my score. Did you go twenty-eight seventeen? You said twenty seven. No, I didn't. I went twenty seven ten. Sorry, <laughs> I did. Sorry, You're sorry, it's, it's sorry. All right. It's all right. Are uh, you happy with my score prediction? <laughs> yeah. Again, um, I like I said. I think as much of this, I agree with you. Know, as much of this is how Clemson will come into this mm-hmm. game. I think if Clemson had blown out Boston College, and that had been an all normal day at the office, and the scare hadn't been there, and the defense hadn't played so nervous, I might have lent a little bit towards what Ryan was saying. Notre Dame's defence isn't a bad unit. Mm. Not at all. And they are I think offensively they can't do much. I don't like I don't like them to score a lot of points, but I I thought maybe they can hold. But I just think there'll be matchups all over the place that Clemson will use. They've got just a bit too much dynamic of Big body tight ends to speedsters and receivers, and I just, yeah, I think it. I think I have to agree with you there, Nick. Clemson will win. Definitely. Okay. So, still talking about Clemson. Yeah, we're right. still... <laughs> let's move on. Right. Clemson. By the way, Sorry, guys, I just the, the line. By the way, from ESPN, is Clemson one point, one point favorites. Um, well, uh, right. Let's hmm. go back out west. Pat twelve. Uh, Stanford against Oregon. Uh, Andrew Luck against uh, Justin Herbert. Who's going to uh, who's going to win that one? Uh, I want Ryan to kick us off. Yeah, I mean, this is it, I, I, I agonise a little bit over this one, but I think the, the the better team will come out on top, and that is Oregon. Despite Pennsylvania obviously mm-hmm. opting out this season, and they are rebuilding that offensive line. Um, they need to run the ball early, uh, get Bedell lots and lots of uh, lots of time on the possession. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I think Stanford, they're just not where they where they could be. Um, it's a lot weaker that offensive line um, for David Mills. But um, yeah, uh, Oregon thirty, Stanford twenty three. Thirty twenty three. Do you know what? That's that's seven points. Yeah. Uh, I I agree uh, as well. I had um, thirty five to twenty seven, uh, an eight point difference. Just to be a little bit different to you, uh, Ryan. Um, yeah, thirty five twenty eight. Again, it's going to be interesting, isn't it? Uh, the the start of a brand new show in Oregon. Oh, I'm groaning at my own joke. No, nope, nothing, nothing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Tom, it took me it actually did take me two seconds to actually understand what you were on about then I realised you're drinking what I'm drinking aren't you um, yeah <laughs> I think well do you know what there's a lot of promise in this kid um, I think that a lot of people are expecting good things from him he's already been tipped to be a potential one to look at um, for the 2022 draft and yeah Oregon, Oregon were were solid last season. Obviously, lost a bit, few more games than they'd wanted to. Um, but yeah, and obviously they lost some players again to the NFL. Troy Dye, the linebacker, uh, Shane Lemieux to my Giants. But um, yeah, I don't, I don't. I think uh, Ryan said the right thing. Whether the, the quarterback has uh, Stanford has that uh, David Mills has that offensive line to protect him obviously they've got just walk a little playing just walk a little back and playing this season he hasn't opted out has he I'm trying to keep track of who hasn't who hasn't he's I think he's, he should be due to play but he's, he is just coming back off quite that I think it was a quite a significant knee injury um, he's up, he's opted he out had, so I, I he, I, out. he has opted out little is, is, I, he did opt out I didn't like I say I don't pay anywhere near as much attention to the Pac-12 oh, as I should I don't either but I, I um, couldn't remember if he had but he's the only offensive lineman of course I know from really well of uh, of the Stanford but yeah okay well if he's not playing then that definitely reaffirms my my thoughts but uh, Tristan, what have you got for this one? I don't think this is so much a game that Oregon's offense is going to need to win them. Um, I think Stanford's defense is just 
not Stanford's defense, sorry, Oregon's defense is enough to get them yeah. through this. Like, I think legitimately Oregon could have an argument to say they have the best secondary in college football. Mm. Um, you know, Lenore is a, is a really mm. talented corner. Um, they've got um, Kayvon Thibodeau. Island. Yeah, they've got a defense that will just it will just shut teams down it will just make things difficult yeah. and there's nothing about Stanford that I see that they're going to put a lot of points on them I've got this going 27-10 to Oregon I yes. think it's defense prevails for Oregon and they just tack on points in a comfortable fashion very nice very nice uh, Sukdeep throwing yeah. us off yeah, I'm leaning to towards Tristan's uh, line of thinking. To be honest, um, completely agree with what you said about the Oregon defense. Um, I've got Stanford getting a little bit more in terms of points, but I've got it 31-14. So I've still got Oregon winning quite comfortably. Um, yeah, twenty-four thirteen. Did you say? Uh, no, 31-14. 31-14. Yes. Great. And Ryan, you had 30 to 23? I think so, yeah. We'll go with that anyway. <laughs> cool, cool. Um, <laughs> back over the Big Ten and the future 2020-2021 college champions, uh, Ohio State. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 no bite. No, okay. Um, they host Rutgers. Uh a Rutgers team that are one and one after their uh, week one win over Michigan State, um, uh, and obviously Ohio State two and zero after their fluky win over Nebraska, um, and and whoever they beat last week. Um, so yeah, uh, <laughs> I think I'm gonna I'm gonna kickstart this one. I'm gonna go. How many points are we going to have a high state? 45 to 14. I think Rutgers have obviously showed a little something-something. They've got obviously former Cornhusker, uh, Noah Vedral at quarterback. Um, and yeah, obviously from that Michigan State game, everyone was surprised uh, at that one. But Oh God, the Ohio, the Ohio State team runs through you like a train. Honestly, I think they've got receivers at every age level, sort of every sort of year group, like from freshman to uh, junior. Because if you're a senior wide receiver at Ohio State, Ohio State don't get senior wide receivers. <laughs> they're always in the NFL by the time they're a junior. So, um, yeah, Chris Olav. Um the guy who's got a double barrel name, but I forget his name, made an insane catch against Nebraska. Um, and their defense as well. Um, their the, the D line has just been restocked with some absolute beasts. Um, they really are uh, as close as you can be as a complete team. Obviously, they're, if, if you're saying about Oregon, might have one of the, the best, um, best. Uh, defensive back situations in college football them or Ohio State um, led by expected first round pick Sean Wade who I know has not had the greatest start but he's been very lucky to have uh, a solid supporting cast so there's, there's not really a weakness in this Ohio State team and of course Justin Fields is as accurate as you can be as a quarterback he doesn't really make bad throws um, even if he is prepared to have just a two touchdown game. He'd rather do that than than make a bad throw. So there's nothing I don't like about this Ohio State team, as I dread to say. Fields is obviously no Haskins. Fields is the real deal, and Ohio State will continue to just bludgeon to death every uh, Big Ten team they come across. They're not losing a game this season in the regular season, and 45-14 is my score prediction. Uh, Soup, we'll go with you next. Uh, let's have a look. So I've got Ohio State winning 49-13. Um, I wish I could give Greg Siano more points, to be honest, but no, nah, this is... Actually, no, I <laughs> I hate the guy. What am I on about? <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry, Greg. 
<laughs> You're getting beat uh, big time. Yeah, as I say, it's um, it's going to be a field day, isn't it? <laughs> oh, dear me. <laughs> you know what? I shouldn't have even yeah. said anything because you didn't even make, like, make a comment of mine. So you don't even deserve a sneer. But it was good. It was yeah. good. Uh, Ryan, Cheers. what have you got? Oh, yeah, this is going to be great. Rutgers upset. <laughs> this is going to be absolute great fun. Vedra was like a, a, you know, it's a magnet turnover machine uh, against uh, cornerback you. Um, look, I, let's not waste any more time. Ohio State 49, Rutgers 6. See you later. 49-6. Oh, Rutgers. Go on, Tristan, throw some. I had the, I had the... I had the exact same prediction as Nick. I'm going to change it last minute. I'm going to give Ohio State the extra field goal, 48-14. Yeah, Ohio State, they're just not getting tested by anyone this year. I don't like. I think Indiana is the best team on their schedule, and they're not a good team anyway. Mm-hmm. It's plain sailing for them this year. But I think they'll end the year at number three still, and I still think they will lose in the playoffs. You have, Indi- you have Indiana as their toughest game, but you went for Michigan to beat Indiana. Yeah. They play Michigan too. I know, but I don't. I don't think Michigan are better than Indiana over the course of the season. I think Michigan are going to get the bounce back against yeah. Indiana. Oh, yeah. I think Indiana are going to play better mm. the rest of the season. Interesting, interesting. That's a unique. That's a good way to look at it. Okay. Yeah, I mean Ohio State have been given. I mean, of course, they had a trip to Penn State, and if they can win at Penn State, you look at the rest of their schedule and think that looks really easy. Um, they've managed to avoid Wisconsin. Um, they've been given Penn State instead. Whereas Nebraska, Nebraska. So Ohio State, obviously, they are the darlings of the Big uh, Big Ten and their best bet of winning a college championship. So they're the only good team in the the only good team in the conference. Well, when you're going to give Nebraska, you you know, <laughs> Penn, what Ohio State and Wisconsin in the first two games, it's just brutal. Um, but yeah, if Wisconsin played some games, I'd say they're a good team, but. Regrettably, they've not played much this year. Um, no. COVID's been a bit of a nightmare for them. But no, I, I just don't. I don't think. I think that. I think this year the big the Big Ten reminds me of the ACC, like the last three years, where there's the number one team and the massive drop to everybody else below them. I think the ACC they've got a couple of schools that are trying to push yeah. now that aren't quite getting there but yeah I think the gulf between Ohio State and the rest of that conference is just you wouldn't have thought that the gap between them and Penn State would be as much as it is I think that's the biggest shock to most people this season that people thought Penn State yeah Penn State are like the comfortable number twos in this conference but they're not are they Um, that Sean Clifford offence is is not is not been it this season um, right, let's move on. Let's move on. No. Uh, Texas A&M at South Carolina. Ryan, SEC action. Have you got a Gamecock win? No. Uh, no? No. <laughs> um, Isaiah Spiller's going to uh, run up the points here. Watch this boy uh, pick up the yards against one of the worst defensive um, yeah. uh, 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 against the run in the SEC, to be honest. Um, no, Texas AM 24, South Carolina, King Cox 17. 24-17. Well, you, you've been a bit kinder to them than I thought you were going to oh, be with I'm, that damning I'm, I'm indictment. Them, I'm giving them that opportunity because um, I'm not going to swear on your podcast. It's not. I know it's not that type of podcast, but Texas have Texas AM have always have it in them um, to wet the bed. And and this could be one of those games, but but I think they run through South Carolina. Um, would you believe and I I was sorry I keep saying I South Carolina's home win against Auburn showed that at home they can grind out some some big wins but, but... and and that's why I was going to follow with believe it or not South Carolina <laughs> are the favourites to win this game if you were asked about the bookies they are genuinely three and a half point favourites yeah really yeah, they are. They're three and a half point favourites. Message me who, who's giving you those odds. Message me after the pod. It's on ESPN.co.uk. Uh, scores uh, 3.5 point favourites is South Carolina. Although if you click on the game, the matchup predictor has a 55 to 45 in favour of Texas A&M. 
And yeah, this is the time I'm definitely going to go against. Um, you know, one of the things with South Carolina, they don't, they don't really have the quarterback situation sorted, do they? Because you know they've got uh, one of the best recruits in the country in Ryan Halinski when he came out of high school. Yeah, they've gone with Colin Hill this season in five games. He has five touchdowns and three picks. Um, so, yeah, he's he's yet to throw more than one touchdown in a game. He had a horrible game against Florida. He wasn't very good against Tennessee. And he's yet to have a game where you've gone, wow, that boy can play. And he's a senior. So, with Texas A&M, obviously, Callum Mond has been very, very good. Uh, Spiller as well has been one of the best running backs in college football this season. I'm shocked. I'm shocked that South Carolina are given three and a half point favourites. Um, it just looks like everything, everything would scream at you to say Texas A&M should win this game. And that's why they will win this game. And I'm going, I'm going to go t- <coughs> 28 to... Sonny... 28, 28, 20, 28, okay. 20, Texas. I was going to say, Nick, it's, uh, God, it's going to come close to midnight by the time you make that prediction. God. About <laughs> 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 to fall asleep there. Just tap right through. All, all I want is a score. I want nothing else from fine. you. Yeah, I just want the um, score. Well, have I got 31, 30, I've got 30, fine. That's 31, 20. No, go on. Mond will have a good game. In, again, what's your reason? Because you watch a lot of tech- Spiller, like you said, like Ryan said, he's a, he's a future star, uh, future first round mm. uh, draft pick potentially as well um, when he comes out. So, mm. and they've they've been playing well. I mean, they've only they've only lost to Alabama, right? So, yeah, I don't see how the bookies are thinking the Gamecocks can do this one. To be honest, but there you go. Yeah, true. And you've watched you've watched a lot of Callum Mon this season. I know you have, and you've been quite fond of fond, fond of, of yeah. <laughs> don't <laughs> mond <out>. me. <laughs> fond of Mon. No. <laughs> you don't mond a bit of Mond. Um, <laughs> so yeah, no, I'm not surprised because yeah, you. I think you've watched them more than any of the rest of us. Yeah. And you've been quite impressed with them, so that's fair. That's fair. Uh, Tristan, forty-five-seven Texas A&M. You just hate South Carolina. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. You will spite yourself <laughs> to lose I'm... points in this prediction league. I can't do it. I can't. I said it. I've said it more times than I can admit. I can't say nice things about South Carolina. I, I'm like Ryan when it came to you well, know, Florida. He Florida I don't want to say anything nice he about them. He still led with his, he led with his head, <laughs> though. Yeah, I see. I'm just going to take it one step further. Go with my heart. Yeah, 45 7. They're getting blown out. Okay, two games left. Uh, another one of the many Texas derbies between two unranked teams: Texas Tech at TCU. I'm going to open the floor up to anyone who wants to take this game because I'm not going to lie. Obviously, I followed it a little bit, but I've not watched any of Texas Tech or TCU in depth this season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I'll go. Texas Tech are awful. Uh, I they are just awful. Um, they can't play defense. They can't play offense. They, are, you know, just no. There's nothing good there about them. TCU aren't exactly great. They're just average. And but in this game, average is going to get you winning thirty-five to thirteen. Um, Texas Tech just don't stand a chance. There's no other way of looking at it. They're getting blown out one way or another. With thirteen, did you just say? Yeah. Cool. I'm trying to find the line actually. Um, on oh Texas Tech are favourites. The line will be what? No, I'm joking. I'm lying, lying about lying, the other one as well, you? <laughs> Everyone just what's the line? No, I wasn't. Um, Texas Tech, a TCU nine point five point favourite. I just looked on going back, going back again very briefly. I just went on Odd Shark. Um, most bookies in America are giving it a ten point swing to A and M. Well, those bookies. Yeah. So I don't know where ESPN are getting their line from. Yeah, 
Yeah, Nick, this week when it comes to points, I only want you to count legal points. I want you to stop the count when my teams are winning. Right. I don't want no legal yeah, points. That's fine. That's fine. And do you want me to stop counting? If you're in the lead, do you want me to just stop counting? Um, yeah, I'm going to go one better. Stop I'm going to get the, the games cancelled. That's how the score you ends. You can't sue every... <laughs> you can't sue every game that you don't win. I'm going to. I'm going to make this pick drag on for weeks. Okay, great. Uh, Ryan, yeah. uh, do you see any difference? Yeah, I mean, 84th versus 94th worst defences um, college football. Whoop, whoop. Um, uh, TCU 38, Texas Tech 17. 38, 17. Um, I've got TCU scoring quite a lot. I mean, Oklahoma got 62 passed them the other week. So I'm going TCU 42, Texas Tech 24. So they're just going to reverse the numbers. Nice. Yeah, I've got 34 to 20 in favour of uh, TCU. You're right. Texas Tech defence can't do anything. Um, I mean, they put up 20-something points, wasn't it, against Oklahoma? Um, But I've got them getting 20 here. You're right. They're not. They're just not a very good team. What's their record? They're like one and four or something, or one and three, something along those lines, aren't they? Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's move to the last game we have on the slate, and it's Oklahoma State at Kansas State. Uh, Kansas State obviously caused a number of upsets this season. Disappointing last weekend. Fell out of the top twenty-five. Oklahoma State. I think they're number six on the number six team now in the nation. What are they? Yeah, they are right. 14th. Oklahoma State are 14th. Yeah, they lost. Yeah. Are they going to lock a second second game? Are they going to lose a second game or not? Soup. No, so Oklahoma State are 4-1 and and Kansas State are 4-2. Nice. So, Oklahoma State, what both these teams lost last week, who's going to bounce back? I've got Oklahoma State. um, I believe in Chubba. Believe in you know Wallace. I think you know they'll they'll get it right. I don't think they're going to score too many points. If I'm being honest, I think this is going to be. I've gone for too many high scoring games, um, so I think I'm just going to sort of take a chance on one game being sort of low scoring. So I'm going for twenty four twelve to Oklahoma State, but I think this will be a good nice uh, bounce back game. It won't be as easy as they think, but I think they'll uh, they'll just have enough to to win. Yeah, Oklahoma State games have been very low scoring this season, apart from that sort of shootout with Texas. Um, whereas TCU, so TCU, Kansas State have put up quite a lot of points. Um, yeah, I think Oklahoma State will win it as well. I think it will be more Kansas State coming down to Oklahoma State's level of playing with less less score than than with being a, another high score shootout like the game was against Texas. I'm looking in like the sort of 27 to 20. No, I'm not even going to give them 21. I'm going to say 27. I'm going to say 27 14 um, to Oklahoma State. Uh, Tristan? Uh, yeah, I've I've got sort of similar to you. I, I You look at this sort of statistically. Um, Kansas State can't run the ball very well. Um that's the weakness in Oklahoma State's defense is they're not as great against the rush. They're a decent pass defense. Kansas want to pass the ball all the time. So that matchup's going to nullify itself there. Uh, Kansas Kansas State's defense is terrible against the run. Chubb is going to have a field day there. Um, yeah, I've got it 30 points to 14. I Yeah, I think Oklahoma State just just a better team. And I think the matchup doesn't work very well for Kansas State. Fair enough, fair enough. Ryan, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on. So please do us the honours of finishing <laughs> it off. Uh, what have you got in? What have yeah, you got? I in mean, Oklahoma State, five hundred and thirty yards last week against Texas. Should have more, but Spencer Sanders was mixing up his wide receivers with the Texas DBs. So Oklahoma State twenty-four, Kansas State fourteen. Nice. Twenty-four, fourteen. Very nice. Well, gents, there's the full slate of the schedule fixtures results guessing done. We'll see who comes out on top. See if Ryan can can do it for Jeremiah and Clifford and keep the guests riding high at number one. Um, 
Tristan, we, I mean, so we all have a bit of catching up to do. It's such a tight, tight uh, race at the top in our prediction league. Um, but yeah, so uh, good luck this weekend to Nebraska against Northwestern, Tennessee. Who are Tennessee playing? They've got a week off. No, Arkansas. Back they got Arkansas. Arkansas. Well, good luck, the volunteers. Brian, <laughs> thoughts on that <laughs> one? Um, yeah, we haven't got enough time. Another show. No show. <laughs> well, good luck, the volunteers. Good luck to the Cornhuskers against Northwestern. My uh, Nebraska team need a win in Chicago, and hopefully uh, we can get it. And uh, Tristan, I feel left out now. Tigers. Can we just wish uh, Boston College yeah. the best of luck against yeah. Syracuse? Because I'm kind of... I'm just going to... That's just one game. I'm just mm-hmm. a random game. I'm just going to say I'm going to cheer for Boston College. Alec Lindstrom yes. against Aaron my two Lillet. boys, my two mates. Is that, yes. what, is that what we've got? Good Mess- luck. Message them both and say good luck to you. Yeah. Both. I hope you, I hope oh, you win. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they're both nice guys. Isn't oh. <laughs> right. Yeah. I know. I know. Well, gents, thanks very much. Much appreciated. And uh, ladies and gents, thanks very much for listening and tuning in. And uh, yeah, hope your teams win this weekend. And cheers, guys. Thanks, Ryan. See you later, guys. Cheers. Nah, thank you, boys.